All right, welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, starring the one, the only. Look at that face over there. <laughs> Look at that face. <laughs> <laughs> the one, the only, number 73 in your playbook, number one in your hearts. <laughs> I'm going to keep going here. 11 years, starting guard for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Keep going. Nah. And, then, and then here he comes out of the tunnel, everybody. He's wait, he's gonna do the TJ leap. Oh no. <laughs> you still got a TJ leap in you, Mo. Man, I no, I got a TJ leg kick. That's all I got. I got a leg kick. That is it, man. As I click on the YouTube chat, by the way, like, subscribe, tell a friend, send it to your friends right now. Said they're live. You've missed it. Screw work. They're live, okay? Like and subscribe, man. I see the numbers going up by the second. Thank y'all. Let's do this thing, okay? Oh, uh, yeah. Are we ready to do the thing? Oh, let's do the thing because I, you, you posted a comment. That pretty oh, much says, I'm ready for that comment. Here we go. Uh, here's the bell. Man, we are going to play a small violin for anybody who's wasting anybody's breath talking about Justin Fields. Okay? You see me? It you ain't happening, me? kids. Let's let's <laughs> let's start it. with the ending first, okay? <laughs> it ain't happening. Moan. Uh, Justin Fields has played 40 games in the National Football League. Yeah, yeah. He has. Are you ready for this? Talk to me nicely, DK. 38 fumbles in 40 games. 30 interceptions in 40 games. That's a Mike Tomlin kind of quarterback, huh? Mm, huh? Not, yeah. Not when he tells us you carry our hopes and dreams with you when you carry that football. Oh, is that what he says to you? That's okay. what he says. You actual DK. person in the locker room? That's yes. what he said? Okay. I don't care if it's the snap. I don't care if it's the quarterback throwing it. I don't care what it is. You carry our hopes and dreams. And if you're a fumble machine, that ain't ever that good, DK. I, I got to tell you, first off, there's a couple of misunderstandings that have led to the report. It's not even reporting. It's just this thing becoming something that people talk about because they're yeah. bored. Okay. Okay. Can I get any of these, Moan? Is that all right? Go ahead. Do your thing. Absolutely. Right. Art Rooney did a series of interviews. He started with us, the writers, and then he kind of branched out a little bit. He did one in the morning with WTAE TV with Andrew Stocky. Okay. And he said something to the effect of, and this is a very general Steelers-type line, that they would be looking for everywhere for quarterbacks, including possibly via trade. Okay, Why would he rule that out, right? Yeah, that's very true. Okay. Later in the same afternoon, he's doing another interview with Bob Pompiani at KDKA-TV, also just one-on-one, -on -one, just camera and reporter. And he said, listen, I think some stuff's being taken Okay. Out of context here. <laughs> Too far here. Okay. Yeah. Do not expect any kind of significant trade from the outside. Okay. This was yeah. from the owner of the franchise. Yeah. But all anybody heard was the first part. And all that went viral was the first part. And nobody bothered with the second part, which was infinitely more representative of what's actually occurring inside the four walls. Because when Mike Tomlin was asked if his 2024 quarterback is already in the building. What was his answer? He said yes. He said yes. Yep. Yep, he did. Okay, so we could end this conversation right here, but we won't. I'm going to throw this one at you, Moan. You've been to combines. You've been part of a combine. Yeah. 
Adam Schefter says the other day, Mike Tomlin really likes Justin Fields. You know why? Because he was all over Fields at the Ohio State Pro Day. He was loving him. He was, please take the stage here and tell everybody what Tomlin does at these settings. Here, it's, it's a lot behind Tomlin and those settings. Tomlin likes to see everybody win, meaning individually. Mono, 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 team the team, the, the, the labor of competing. Screw you. <laughs> That's just where yeah, he has an appreciation for players that at certain positions, not all positions that are real good at their craft and their respect again. He always does this at those pro days and at those combines. He he he's pulled the switch rule on a lot of folks a lot of other times where he's loved guys before. And here's the other thing too about Justin Fields is he's in a very unique situation to where He's a young black quarterback that's trying to make it happen from Ohio State. He's followed him through high school. He understands what he is. And you just kind of say to yourself, I'm a fan of how you play football. And Coach Tomlin does that stuff from time to time. You guys have seen the famous Marshawn Lynch conversation that he had. He's done the thing with, with, with Carlos Dunlap. He just I, did it in Mobile. He did he, it in he Mobile. Did it. He lined up. I don't remember their names. That He walked right out into the field behind that wide receiver and the defensive back. Moan, he might have been a foot and a half behind the wide receiver's back heel. He 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 does this, and I don't. He think loves he does, it. He loves the evaluation aspect of it, of watching guys be put in situations, and some of them you're going to be attracted to, and you like some of them. I will 100 percent agree. He probably has had, has said to himself, "Boy, if we get an opportunity, I would." You know, but he does that with a lot of guys on a lot of guys like being around Coach Tomlin in that same aspect, too. One of the things that, that was said down there was the big D tackle that I like Tavondre Sweat out of Texas, the big prospect. Right. The big D tackle that we talked about. He was raving about Coach Tomlin talking to him also. That might be because Coach Tomlin either thinks we may get a guy like this or I'm gonna probably see that guy in the future. And I need to know all kind of intel. I will tell you this. The, 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 college, I mean, not college NFL coaches. Because there's not a whole lot of a changeover from year to year. They just acquire so much intel when it comes down to people and, and guys that are going to run across, especially if you're one of those types of players, right? And I think coming out, Justin Fields was perceived to be one of those types of players. So, of course, there is a love affair for a guy like him. But I can do that from a distance. I, if y'all were ever <laughs> – in our, our our scout meetings on Wednesday, our meetings on Wednesdays, when we do the big Most deal, of these people haven't been, Moan. They haven't. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you how Coach Tomlin fans out for certain guys. Okay. Bobby Wagner. You oh, wanna, I know this story. It's great. Go ahead. Bobby, Bobby Wagner, Wagner. He will lay out his entire just resume of what he's done, how good he was, how they recruited him, his profile coming out in college, and everything he's done, every single thing he's done, almost from game to game, just to show you his appreciation of how he feels about that player, okay? And it's so in-depth that you're almost like, dang, Coach T, don't you know we got to play against him? Like, it almost becomes, it, it upsets you somewhat, which is what he wants you to do also. And I'll say this, too. If there has been somebody to throw something out there from Coach Tomlin, it wasn't Jay Glazer, but if he has done something like that, it wasn't for that specific guy. If the rumors are coming out, it's probably for a guy like Kenny to tell him get his stuff together. It's probably to Mason to say, Mason, we got options if you don't want to do business the right way with us. This isn't just a right now Justin Field thing. And here's the other side, too. The Vegas odds on this, and I had one of my Bears, buddy, who's trying to ship off Justin Fields, send me this. 
Raiders are plus 1,200, Commanders plus 1,200, Broncos, Patriots 650, Falcons plus 600, Bears. He can go back there for plus 200 for the people that understand that. And the favorites are the Steelers at minus 125. That's where this is coming from. If you want to go put some money on Justin Fields coming to Pittsburgh, Uh you're either going to feel satisfied. Yeah, get a membership. You're either going to be satisfied (laughs) that you scratched that itch or you're going to be mad that you lost your bet. But either way, I'm going to be sitting here, DK, doing this at the end. Yeah, you are. <laughs> it's just, I, I, I we're, just we're, don't We're see not it. even into stupid season yet, and this is stupid. The season of lies. We're here the, already. The whole thing is stupid. Uh, the, the other it, part that jumps – I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mo. No, I was just going to say this, too, before you go. He, here's the thing, though, too. I, I will give Justin Fields a lot of grace. I think Justin Fields has a tremendous amount of talent. Three coordinators in three years. Chicago's a bad, a terrible team. I think they're stacking up something to get them somewhere, and I don't know if that involves Justin Fields or what. But Justin Fields, to me, still will generate a very high draft pick. For a team that has specific needs, like a corner, we've talked about a tackle. We've talked about another wide receiver. Right. Another D tackle has been in the conversation. A middle linebacker, off ball linebacker, whatever you want to ask for. It's hard to operate when you're buying everybody else's used goods. The whole thing is is so preposterous. It it, it just and, and, and on top of that, again, it flies in the face of things that we actually know. But what happens is someone will cherry pick the single most sensational aspect of it, and that's what goes viral. And then you have all of these page, literal page click chasers who yeah. jump on it and put headlines. And then you'll see, and this is what you're seeing today on social media is, oh, the buzz is growing. It's building. There's more people talking about it. That makes it not one tiny bit any, and more true than it was in the first place. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where, where Mason is concerned, that was, a, that, that was the Sunday morning thing. Okay, this this the Super Bowl Sunday was that Mason Rudolph is is ready for a fresh start. That's the signals that are being sent, meaning he wants to get out of Pittsburgh. Now, Moan, how could they have found out? What 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 secret way could they have utilized to find out that that isn't true? What what, what clever methodology could they have used? They could have used the internet, couldn't they? They could have watched you. I mean, well. Okay, I was, I, I was trying to be humble there. DK. To this day, to this day, <laughs> it's the only interview Mason's done since the it season is. ended. It and is. He, what did he say on here? He said he'd love to be back, but of course, he got to let the business do what the business is going to do. That's it, and 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 that's the reality of it too. Like I, I will continually say, uh, this is just new because you don't have a guy, right? Like seven's not there, and you want to have another conversation, DK. Mm. You want to revisit real quick because there was a lot of people saying uh, Kenny is the guy, Kenny is the guy. But lo and behold, some big networks call out uh, Justin Fields to be the guy. Nobody's mentioning Kenny no more. But when it comes down to somebody else's used goods as far as Justin Fields, and yes, he's younger, okay? Yes, he's from a new team. You don't know a lot about him. Yes, he was a top 10 pick. But you had a guy in your building, right? do some really good things for your team at the end of the year. And it's hard to believe that Mason can be your dude. You see what I'm getting at? It's, yes, it's more it's believable about, it's, from it's, Justin it's than perception. it is from Mason. 
And the only words you see here are upside and potential and stuff like that. This isn't a, a science project here, everybody. Okay, this is a head coach who's presiding over a group to whom he feels a commitment, and especially the especially people like a, a T.J. Watt and a Cam Hayward and Minka Fitzpatrick, where he wants to win them a championship, and you're going to bring in a quarterback who turns the ball over twice a game as a slam dunk, turns the ball over twice a game, 26 fumbles in his last 20 games alone? He can't hold on to the ball. And, so and what, just, what good's the mobility? And the other side of that, too, is they've, I think, allowed Justin to try to figure out what he's going to do. I remember earlier parts of the 2023 season, the one that just finished up, and he was just saying, man, I'm thinking too much. Like, I'm going to just do me this game. And they allowed him to do him over the course of the few weeks, and they still lost games, DK. Like, I ain't saying he's not a talent. I'm not saying – I don't know what he's going to look like, what he would look like in Arthur Smith's uh, offense. If he does just so happen to come here, it needs to be nothing more than like a fifth round or lower DK. I'm talking about fifth, sixth, seventh rounder because there's too much risk and the rewards for him is way too high for you to be a team or, or an organization to be playing that type of game. You know, like that, that is, that's what gets it to me. You have more stability than you're giving yourself credit for. Like, do you see Baltimore making these types of moves? Like, this type of scrambling and searching for a franchise quarterback is very Cleveland of y'all to be asking this type of stuff. <laughs> Am I? No, like, I ain't even oh, no. wrong on that, man. Like He just dunked on everybody watching this. It, it, it's, 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 <laughs> no, DK, it is. Like, it's, it's very Cleveland of you. Like, go get your guy through the draft, and you know he fits your DNA. Like, I, I, I would love to see Justin Fields get in an offense and prosper. I just don't know if that's for Pittsburgh. I just don't know if you're willing to do that when he's probably only got one year left before you got to commit that fifth-year option. I don't know if you want to do that when he's gone through three different offensive coordinators in three years, and this will be a fourth one if he comes to Pittsburgh. I don't know if you're telling me that they hadn't tried to surround him with weapons. Heck, they gave a Kings – well, they ended up taking DJ uh, – what's the, the the wide receiver he threw to last year? God, Lee, give me one sec. They traded for a, a high-caliber wide receiver – this past year it's not like dj Moore. like he has his guys like when you watch his play he has the tools he has the mobility to move around the league and get out of bad situations but you gotta ask yourself have you seen these types of games out of him in his three years he's been in the nfl and the answer is probably no again 61 per 60 for his career so far 40 touchdown 30 interceptions i i mean i I don't even think this is interesting. It's, Honestly, I hate the fact that we wasted a segment on it, but, you know. No, I love it. I'm going to be real with yeah, you. I like that. Yeah, I think at least it gives us a chance to clear some things up. And meaning from the, the Steelers' own perspective, this is stuff, this isn't, some of this is inside information or whatever. Some of this is stuff that R Ramon got from his interview with Mason, okay? But most of it's just out there. You know, yeah. this This isn't, this isn't, uh you know, heavy duty insider stuff. It's just, it's just a matter of being honest with you. Do do I believe that there isn't a, a world where you can upgrade the quarterback position? Yes, I do. Um, do. Do I also believe that? Look, Kenny will probably be given a fair shot. Yeah. Do I think if they sign Mason Rudolph back, he will be given a fair shot? I think yes, also. But it also has to show in his pockets too. And, and, and then the other side of this is we talked about it yesterday, DK. 
when it comes down to winning a Super Bowl, like again, we <laughs> give me a second. Post Ben, we need to get away from thinking we got to be quick with this thing. You had years between Cordell and Neil O'Connell before you got to Ben, right? Yes. So and, and, and a I lot know, of other guys and a lot too, of other yeah. guys <laughs> and, and I know Kansas City's doing their thing and everybody think they have their Brock Party or it's so fast. Look at what Cleveland's done. Miami's trying to make it work with Tua. You got Buffalo, who's probably closing their window with Josh Allen before they even get started. They can't get over the hump. So when it comes down to you trying to search for somebody else to to fill that void at quarterback, maybe it's just not that right now. Like, again, I'm joking when I say this, but that's very Cleveland of of us to want to live a life like that. Yeah, that's really, really good. Very Cleveland of us is going to end up being the title of this particular episode. I just motioned over to the boss there. Very Cleveland of us. Uh, when we come back. Disrespectfully, I say that too. because it's. <laughs> I know more. that. Yeah, <laughs> That's the best part of it. When we come back, we're going to get to the only segment that actually matters. Yes, hey, Moan. Bring it back. We'll smile next time. Yeah, we will. <laughs> At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. I, I like this. I like this whole episode, actually. Uh, I, I'm sorry, Dean. Uh, that that was why Dean said Al Shimon, That was harsh. No, we. There, there. It, it, hey, look, I'm gonna say, Julio. My bad. If we're gonna say in the locker room the standard is the standard, but they don't meet it sometimes. Well, doggone it, we at least need to meet that standard when we're being fans about it, man. Like I, I, I feel y'all. I do. Heck, I'm in the same boat with you. And here's the thing, too. I don't want y'all to believe I'm champion Mason either. Because here's the thing, too, DK. I, like. When, when it comes down to Mason making that decision for him, this has to be his money play. This has to be a, a situation where opportunity really meets him at the right spot. And it really did. There's <laughs> so much sweet spot to what happened to him at the end of the season. It's funny, even his teammates, I mean, we can joke about this now, but even his teammates were kind of teasing a little bit about that. Like every single completion. <laughs> Who was it that Cha-ching. was telling me? Oh, Miles Boykin. He, that's what he was he was. He was saying something along those lines. He's just like, every pass he completes, you got to understand, he's making money here. He is. And and, and I, I say that because here's the thing. In those exit meetings with Coach Tomlin and, and Omar or when I was with Kev, like, and Omar was more on the, the, the backside behind Kev when it came down to, you know, discussing contracts and stuff. They'll all tell guys this. Hey, look, I want to do business with you. But if there is an opportunity that's far better than ours, you have to take it. This is a very short window for every person inside that locker room, even the premier A players that we deem, right? Even Cam's in that situation where he's got to decide what's next. You know what I'm saying? Like that's where it sits when it comes down to making this this, this, this type of decision in the offseason. He has to maximize. And I will say this too to Justin Fields. Justin. If I was you, go somewhere 
that's that you know you can build with somebody that's going to have a stable offensive coordinator and head coach that will also pick up your fifth year option. Because if it's not, you know what he turns into? Jameis Winston. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so good. Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. You know I, thought, I, I think Jameis was even better with this one. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, at least Jameis, never mind. But you, you turn into this if you don't make the smart next decision. No, that's, uh, that's some pretty good stuff there. Uh, Nathaniel says, haven't got, haven't had a chance to watch you guys live in a while. Hope everybody's doing well. It's nice to What's hear up, from Dan? you. What's going it's, on, baby? It's nice to hear from you. Mark Lancaster insists that there's no Cleveland in him. Jim <laughs> approves of your assessment. And Reg is just impressed with your honesty. I think that's what he's saying there. You ain't got a lot of kick it, baby. I'm telling you. I, see, that's, I can't do that. I can't hey, do you that. Ain't, you ain't got a lot of kick it, man. That's just all it is. <laughs> I, and maybe that was saying that me, I wasn't rooting for Mason. I'm rooting for Mason anywhere he goes. The same way, by the way, Chook's situation. We ain't even talk about that yet. We're Releases. about to. Okay, go ahead. We're about I'm, I'm to. Hands off. I'm hands we, off. We've had some stuff here. Uh, hand over <laughs> fist says Chooks is gone. Be careful what you say around your boss. For anybody who doesn't know. Chooks, uh, he wanted the Steelers to, or at least wanted the Steelers to entertain the idea yeah. of kneeling out whenever they still had a, a mathematical chance to be in a game. He wanted them to kneel, and that did not sit well with his head coach. Did not. I, I've uh, conversated with my guys of recently, man. I'll say this. Uh, I just think it probably ran its course with what his expectation was and what theirs was, and he didn't meet him. Professionally, Chooks got some rehab to do, too. He has to. I don't know if that means a one-year deal somewhere with somebody to prove that he oh, loves the game. Oh, that's what you mean. I thought you meant he was hurt. Yeah. Like, no, no, okay. no, no, no. Car- career rehab to okay, do. Okay, got it. Because that that word is softly out there, and people who will ask the question about Chooks will ask him, do you love the game? Because of how that conversation was, was perceived to go. I don't know what Coach Tomlin, Omar, Pat Meyer is going to say about Chooks to those other teams that call, and they will call and, and, and inquire about him. But here's the thing. He's excited for it. What's next? Um, As far as NFL business goes, he's a free agent right before one of the most important business meetings that's going to happen, and that's the NFL combine. I told him, I was like, man, it sucks with how it broke down, but between your agent and the NFL combine, you'll know where you sit moving forward. You know, and Mm -hmm. he's he's excited for it. The thing about Chooks, he can play. He has a, a, a athletic ability that's outside of this world. When my last year, last two years, it was said inside, Chooks is probably the best athlete in the room. And I don't even think it was close. He's as close as the Steelers have. It's funny when you talk, when we talk about great football players, we talk about TJ Watt, you talk about Minka Fitzpatrick, guys that, that legitimately fit the, the, you know, Cam Hayward, the guys yeah. that fit the bill for great. When you guys in the locker room, Talk about freaks. You talk about different things. Yeah. Okay. I've noticed that over the years. Okay. So you would mention here's Chooks. Chooks isn't even built necessarily like an oh, offensive lineman. No. He carries that weight as if he just rolled out of the womb with it. 315, easy. Yeah. Easy. And and moves like like I thought Gill was athletic. Gill don't get enough credit for his athleticism. But Chooks has more athleticism. I'll say this. I don't know what Coach Pat Meyer is on a day-to-day. I don't. But I'll say this. When Chooks possibly became the older guy, there was a little bit of, hey, you need to find out a way to, you know, make me respect you factor. When Munch was there, we got the best out of Chooks. Did we not? 
the the pressure that we put on him. And I think he's going to need somebody like that that's able to dive into him and say, hey, this is how we do work, and these are our expectations moving forward. And I'll tell him that whenever we have that conversation over the phone. It just comes that simple. Like, he has to rehab his career. Chooks, man. You know, all he has to do is finish. Finish. I I hate to oversimplify because I know there's a lot more to the position than that. But you've said this yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll he'll start a blocking sequence as well as anybody. Yeah. And then he just says, "Well, I'm done." Yeah. But, you but know see, what what happened when he was playing with us? He get cussed out for that. In yeah. Moment. Who's gonna do that on this group? You know, like me myself. Come on, chokes. Like that type of stuff. And some players are like that. But here's the thing. Had he had that drive and finish or he was, you know, a name guy, pro bowler already, you make exceptions. But there's also an expectation that has to be held, especially when a new group that they had and a young group that they had inside of that O-line room. There's also, you know, Presley Harvin to discuss as well. Robert Tucker says, what would two offensive linemen, two defensive linemen, a wide receiver and a punter do for us? Do you trust Omar and company to get it done? Let's start with Presley. Uh, this is a wonderful kid, okay? And I, I understand why Mike Tomlin became as attached to him, meaning, you know, off the field and everything as he did. And you've seen that happen, too. Uh-huh. He, he he will do the whole father figure thing for some guys. And Presley, of course, lost his lost father his. Sure did. Uh, while a Steeler. Uh, none of this should excuse, and obviously does not excuse, the inconsistencies at the punting, but, man... This one, this one kind of stinks. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I, I'm beyond. I'm a little bit more detached than DK from this one. I, yeah, I've I, had long conversation with Presley though when I was up there for the, mm-hmm. that Thursday night game. I think he's good, but when you look at the inconsistencies, that that is one way to kind of move yourself out. And he is another guy that finds himself in a situation that's going to be able to go try out for other teams too. Yeah, and one other thing to remember, and I don't, I don't ever make light of anybody's role on a football yeah. team. There's 53 guys; all 53 have to do their jobs. And if anybody needs an example of that, look at the impact that Kansas City's special teams had on Sunday. Ooh. I, I thought they might have outdone everybody else <laughs> with the way they performed. Is that Presley Harvin was considered to be an elite holder, like he did some really special things in holding uh, for Chris Boswell. Uh, Boz will be the first, and Christian Kuntz will be the second to tell you that that makes a big difference in both of their lives and both of their own performances. So if you're going to praise Boz, make sure you're praising the guy who's setting them up for him too. And here's another thing too, DK. Don't be surprised if there's an adjustment period for Boz and his new holder also. Oh, and, and, and forgivable. I yeah. mean, it, it's not – you can do that a million times in Latrobe and on the south side, and it's but not the same – when you make it out into that stadium, uh, one of the ones that stands out for me, I don't want to bore everybody here with a, a hold for a kick, but in Baltimore when the weather was just absolutely abysmal and uh, the worst weather I've ever covered a game in, okay, that wet rain and everything that was coming <laughs> down. And Boz needed a kick to win the game, and the, the ball came out badly out of Christian Kuntz's mm-hmm. hand. And the next thing you know, everything everything's set up. Boss puts yeah. it through. Afterward, I go to the to the two of them. They happen to be sitting next to each other, holder and punter. Or not holder and punter, uh, snapper and punter. Yeah, snapper and punter. And holder. I, I, I say to uh I say to Presley, I said, uh, you know, what'd you have to go through to hold that thing? Still he's first of all, he's impressed that anybody noticed. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and he, he begins talking and, and, and Koontz interrupts from the next stall and says, I mean, he, he just had to bail me out. That was like the worst snap of my life. That's he, and he said, that's why this guy is the best in the business. Oh man. So don't always think that these things are, you know, if, if that kick doesn't go through and the Steelers don't win and they don't make the playoffs, blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, the job seems really important. Just so, just a point to make here. That's all. By the way, DK, go snapper, hold a kicker. You want snapper, punt a kicker. I just want to, you know, Did make really? sure you're up on football stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and let, let, let me clear up something real quick, too. Just real quick. S4000, what up? You've been in here numerous times before. What's going on? Oh, he goes, good. the Sooks love that's football. Good. Not trying to be disrespectful to him, but players play the game for different reasons. I'll say this. I know he does. And you know I know he does because I talk to Chooks. Okay? Um, I'll say this. Winning covers a lot. We just had that conversation. Did we not? And, and losing and the up and down flow of not either being able to run the ball, operate as an offense. And of course, whatever we think we were hearing in the media or with DK, you know, with here around Pittsburgh as, per, as it pertains to that team, imagine what the guys inside the building were probably dealing with. Again, where there's smoke sometimes, there's usually a little bit of a fire, even if it's a little kindling fire, like just a little, little brush fire, right? So I don't know what his relationship or respect factor was from Matt Canada. I don't know what it was for his position coach, but I'll say when you lose or you don't have a consistency of winning, this type of stuff show up to certain type of players. It doesn't mean he doesn't love it, right? But there is a conversation to be had. I can deal with a lot of bull crap if we're winning, i.e. New England, right? That that That's how it works when you win. This franchise down here in Nashville, they dealt with a lot of the stuff that's been reported behind Vrabel because they were winning more. When you lose two years in a row, that type of toleration goes down. So the same goes for players. Like it, some are just wired different. You can put some dudes in a room by themselves and they'll play football by themselves. But some need the crowd. Some need to hear you good. Some need good plays. Some don't need you to coach them hard as they coach somebody else. So that's no excuse. I know he loves it, but dudes are wired differently when it comes down to that type of stuff. It's weird. Don't ask me how I, I've dealt with all types of dudes like that. What happens to Dan Moore now, Moan? That's a good question. It's uh, from CT here. What happens to him? Is this an endorsement of Moore? Is this... Does this mean he's going to move to the right side? We don't, uh, you know, and that's the that's the that's the biggest question. We it don't is. Know. It's made or room be, for Dan Moore. Can he become a swing guy? And you go and you get a right tackle. Right I, tackles are expensive. It's hard to go from being a full time starter DK to a role player unless you're older in age. Oh, okay. They either have to cut him, or he's had a conversation that says, at two weeks after the Super Bowl. I'll start my training on the right side. It's that simple for me. Like if Dan Moore doesn't realize he's deposited a crap ton of money into the emotional banks of Omar, Kev, and his teammates. I mean, Omar, Coach T, and his teammates, then something's wrong. Like if, and I've inboxed him before. It's been a while since we've talked, me and Dan Moore. I would tell him, man, oatmeal's better than no meal unless you know you got a feast on the other side. Meaning it's going to suck to play right tackle for a little bit. Yeah. But you know, with nobody behind you, it's yours. Would you rather play or go prove yourself on a one-year deal at another team? Like, that's just the reality. Draft the right tackle. 
Y'all want to make Dan Morris being bad. He ain't bad. He's just not. <laughs> go, he's go, not. Go he's ahead. not. No, no, it's fair. Okay. And I don't, I don't know that Dan would disagree if he was here with us right now with any of this. Okay. Uh, he's tough on himself. He's fair about his own performance. He's, he's honest. He's not one of those guys. And you know who I'm talking about in general. Yeah. Those guys who, who, who just think that everything that they do is perfect. I cover them in all three sports. Yeah. <laughs> and and, it, and it's, that's not a way to get better. Uh, it, it, I, I just feel like, you know, where he's concerned, I, I feel like that his spot is even more of a variable than center. I know everybody's riding Mason Cole over the, you know, the, the bad snaps uh, and, and, his, and his own inconsistent blocking. I, I, I was a lot more concerned about left tackle, and, and I, I want to solve that by moving Broderick Jones over there because that's where he wants to be. Yeah, it, it. So I, I just pulled up PFF's grades on him from my my coworkers account. Okay. Okay. And they gave him a fifty-one overall. I just thought you had to qualify that it was your coworkers account because you couldn't give them a penny. I love this. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think you were gonna get away with that okay. not being called out. Okay. 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 All right. You're better than this, DK. You better. You, you didn't have to call not. me out. All right. I, I can admit I'm not. Okay. I ain't gonna say that from my core. Here, here's the thing on Dan Moore. If, if, and I, I know we all play both sides of how this stuff goes, but we're the same ones yesterday, two days ago, over the weekend, upset, mad that PFF somewhat justified Miles Garrett's Defensive Player of the Year, and TJ Watt got snubbed. Okay. When it comes down to the justification of what they say, which is what a lot of people are saying, the PFF is the, the justification of Dan Moore playing bad. Again, we've talked about this. When I know where my quarterback's going to be at, then it's easier for me to block for him. In that Super Bowl, a walking gold jacket guy like Trent Williams gave up a hold or a sack in the Super Bowl because Brock Purdy rolled out of the pocket. Immediately, I, I – I looked to my brother. I said, that's why you don't roll out of the pocket right there because me blocking, I don't know where you're going. I know exactly the play you're referring to. He ended you, up getting two penalties on that drive, and it was just like, wait a second. You understand this is Trent Williams, right? Okay. So, so if we had discussions about Kenny Pickett staying in the pocket yes, and not rolling out, and PFS generated eight sacks allowed for, uh, for, for uh, what's his name, Dan Moore, right? then why are we putting more stock in? Y'all believe in, uh, holistically that Dan Moore sucks when we don't believe they were right about Miles Garrett and TJ Watt. How are we going to play both sides? You know what I'm saying? Like, how are we going to play both sides of these things when it comes down to the justification of one, but it does, doesn't justify the other? So either PFF is all the way right or all the way wrong when it comes down to them saying that Dan... I, I, have, noticed, tape. I have noticed cherry-picking... What, what, what people pluck from PFF to bolster their own argument. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm pretty sure I've probably done it myself where I'll say, hey, I by the way, PFF yeah. gave this guy a great grade, and I wrote a column yesterday saying this guy was great, so there's some support for it. But, but I always do it to mock, though, too, because when, when it comes down to availability, Dan Moore is always there. When it comes down to knowing that there. When, 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 when you had a quarterback that was in, the, the pocket, he was better. When Mason stood tall, he was better. 
And we've praised this dude for the last three years, except for the second time he played Miles Garrett this year. He's been the Miles Garrett killer. Have we not said that on this podcast? And we've seen his fan base talk about that. That was true up until this season. This yes. season right here. Yes. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. So uh I'm I'm a firm believer that look, if he submitted himself to changing and being a better right tackle than left, fine. Again, he costs you nothing to get rid of, and he's very cheap when it comes down to keeping them and moving them over to right tackle too. Or bringing somebody and have a, a a free-for-all for that position. We have more questions. Melissa wants we do. to know. I went off today. Hey, Moan, what do you think about all that Travis Kelsey stuff at the Super Bowl with Andy Reid? So disrespectful. I figured he probably won't even get a fine. Thank you. I mean, uh, I don't know if you find somebody after. Uh, he won't find him. Apparently, that's their relationship. I said it personally. I don't like it. I did not like it whatsoever. Yeah. Andy Reid came out and said if he'd have had his feet under, he'd have pushed them back. But he didn't. He caught him off guard. My thing was this. Travis Kelsey was tired on the sideline on one knee with his helmet off when that play happened. You were gassed. You're supposed to trust your teammates in that moment to sub in for you. If you didn't want to come out and that play when you knew it was a running play. He's 30-plus years old. He probably sent in a young tight end, young fella, go get him. Go that get young him. fella dropped on his block, and he created a fumble. Do you blame that tight end that lost his man who blocked him to a point, or do you blame Isaiah Pacheco for not holding the ball up? You, It's twofold, and none of it had nothing to do with, with Travis Kelsey. Absolutely well, on, none on of it. On top of that, you know, when somebody comes in and takes your place, and this is in the Pittsburgh environment, and you have the whole standard is the standard thing going on. Yeah, don't show them up. Don't. Okay, no, that's, that's like if you if you're boy. if you're the best defensive player in the world, and I'm referring, of course, to T.J. Watt. Yeah, when he comes off the field, Nick Herbig or Marcus Golden goes on the field. I mean, cheer them on. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. support them because they're supporting you when they're on the sideline. And that's what that was, DK. I didn't like it, Melissa. I, I didn't. If 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 Andy had to push him back, I'd have probably understood it more. But Andy looked like, what the hell are you doing? Because he almost toppled over a little oh, bit. Yeah. Man. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what makes what, – what smooths it over is that they won. And Andy oh, yeah. and him can laugh about it. Yeah. It, it Actually, I think it kills it. Yeah. You know, if they had lost, then it would be – then he's losing his mind. He's got the girlfriend country music star who's distracting him all and all this other stuff would have happened. And I guess to an extent, we should be glad that it didn't. Uh, ben says, hey, Moan, does having Dan Moore allow the Steelers to go out and draft the best position available in the first round and take advantage of the inexperience but potential in Amarius Mims? Uh, him and, and uh, I got another one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, the the guy that is a primary right tackle that sits in that twenty spot. If we're looking to upgrade that and kind of make them battle it out and do the same thing with Broderick uh, Moore that you did this year, Broderick Jones that you did this mm-hmm. year, it's going to be Tyler Guyton out of uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, you like him. It ain't. It's, but it's it's this this part. He's a former tight end playing right tackle. I think he's moved himself into sixteen to twenty. When it comes down to you drafting a guy like him, they moved him over to the left side at the Senior Bowl, non-existent. Yeah, like it's like who the heck is this guy? Okay, but at right tackle, where he sits at, or primarily, I can see if you want to upgrade right there. 
that will be solid. But again, Dan Moore is probably going to start the season off the same way that Chooks and and uh, and Dan Moore did this year as it pertains to Broderick Jones. There is a growth aspect of this game too, y'all, that you have to understand. And here's the thing I would say about Tyler Guyton. He's got to drop his stance just a little bit. He probably got to get just a little bit bulky. And here's the other portion of it for me. I don't know, but we'll see what type of offense Arthur Smith wants to run. That's... I don't know if he's an AFC North tackle, if that makes sense. Does it have to? You can make anybody an AFC. You can make anybody fit into a system. But if we're talking about are we going to give him a year to grow or do you want him to start right now? Those are the two questions. Because he's a little bit more slender. Look at the tackles in the AFC North. Just think about him for a second. Bigger, bulkier guys. Orlando Brown Jr. Ronnie Stanley is a thicker dude. The right tackles, huge in Baltimore. Cleveland's got a big left and right tackle. Think about it. You fit and draft for your division first. You know, when we make an error on this show, we will fess up to it. I refer to Taylor Swift as a country music singer. Pop. That's pop. Yeah, that's pop, I guess. Pop. Yeah. I'm gonna gonna be honest with you. I haven't heard enough of it <laughs> to know. <laughs> that's why it didn't bother me talking about her for the Super Bowl. I, she's not I in my Rolodex an, like that. I don't have an opinion. I'm gonna see if I, I just, have one Taylor Swift song. There's in my no library. way that you do. What would you have? You can't even sh- I can name one. I can name Shake It Off and that's it. I can't name another song. You know who I have? Huh. This rapper by the name of B.O.B. featuring Taylor Swift. <laughs> name of the song is called Both of Us. a lady with blonde hair just like Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't bother. It's, it's Both of Us is the name of the song by this rapper from Atlanta named B.O.B. Featuring Taylor Swift. That's the only track I got. I'm sure that I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear whatever kind of B.O.B.'s good. You like B.O.B. Okay. He plays instruments. What what gets mixed here? Does she rap? Does she Uh, rap too? I never even heard that song. (laughs) I downloaded his album and probably listened to his his, uh, hits. See, according to Ash, who's rushing to my defense here, she started out country. I don't know that either, but Ash is never wrong. I mean, you guys are like the dads that would walk 10 steps behind their daughters for the concert. <laughs> That'll be enough out of the gallery over there. Hey, uh, Mike, just... Mike claims to never have heard Shake It Off. Come on. You know the songs, You Got Nothing on You, Baby. With oh, Bruno Mars, that's B.O.B.'s song. Okay. So that's like B.O.B.'s genre. Yeah, she likes that's it. That's a really good song. Yeah, that's a really good song right there, DK. You like that one with Bruno mm-hmm. Mars? You also heard it a hundred times because I put it in the Oh, no, no. I'm not, claiming I'm, to, I'm not claiming to not have heard it. I've heard yeah. it. I recognize it because in hockey arenas, they play these things nonstop. And, <laughs> you know, and you're stuck there. And no matter how powerful, and I've got some powerful headphones. And I've got good music going on in my headphones. You know, I'm, I'm thrashing out to Dead Kennedys and Sex Pistols, right? And then, like, and then, and there's this other noise that just seeps through every once in a while. Now you got bad music. It's music you like and music you don't like. You can't call it good just because you like. Who invite? Here, we're just gonna bring her onto the show. She wants to take it over. <laughs> Tell him, Dolly. I don't want to be in a show. I just, I just don't appreciate, you know, labeling music good or bad just because you like it or don't. It's just like food. It's, this food is bad, which basically is like. 
Robert he will also drink, claiming to never have heard "Shake It Off." Come on, I mean, I don't. I even I don't go that far. Yeah. Hey, DK. Now all these Taylor Swift songs are coming in. You guys are like those dads. I watched Walk Around twice this summer when uh, Taylor Swift had two concerts here. There were decked up girls, you know, bracelets, outfits, and ten. And you, you just. Wait, tell the whole st- tell the whole story though. She tried to lure these Swifties in off off of Fifth Avenue as they were walking by by playing Taylor Swift music on our system. It did not work at all. Why didn't it work? Who turned it off? No, that's not why cuz you were not here the whole time. Uh-huh. Who turned it off? I know the story. It work because the 12-year-olds who came to see Taylor Swift did not know what the Steelers were. But the the dad with the gut and the head down, walking ten feet behind. David. She was like, <laughs> "DK, oh, I love it, man. Way to keep him in check, Dolly. Way to keep him in check. This That's is the perfect right. time, DK." So in conclusion, just because she likes it doesn't make it good music or bad music. Now, Don't take that, DK. Well, no, take this, Jim. So there's people who just get triggered by the words Taylor Swift now, that. and it's hilarious. It's crazy. They just, they just, they hear the words and they go, ah, ah. Jim's one of those. Look at Jim down it's there. by far. No, no, no. Jim's, Jim's having a rough time with this right now. No, I'm with you, Jim. Jim's wondering if he should ever watch <laughs> this show again. I just think everybody should have a rough time with this. We got a bigger issue on our hands, though. What's that? Joseph has been adamant, man. We got like 950 people in here and only 16 likes. Oh, we have to have more than 16 likes. Those get, those don't get updated regularly. What do you see? I kid, I kid. I just want everybody to go like, subscribe. Yeah, go do that anyway. Actually, do that anyway, DK. You know, Uh, but 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 yeah, I'm I'm with Brian. Okay, like shake it off and let's talk some silly football. Not okay, but (laughs) whoa, nah, dog. They're doing it on their own. (laughs) You need a bend down on your head, DK. Uh, Always sits too close, so it doesn't fit his head back. I think it's perfect. Look, here we go. Here we go. Right there. Is that good? Dog, come on, DK. We gotta get your vocabulary together, man. We gotta get your vocabulary. Um, look, look at, look at I, Jim. Jim's having a rough time. Oh no, no, wait. Were you ready for another one? Look at Norm. Norm is. Ah, you mentioned those two words. Oh me, oh my. People, don't oh, be so me, easily oh triggered. Yeah, you know? please don't. It's man. not an attractive trait. She didn't bother me whatsoever. Um, no, why would she bother anybody? What does she do to anybody? Yeah. Either way, um, that's that's what it's going to be like this offseason whenever it boils down to trying to get Justin Fields in Pittsburgh, DK. Yeah, which is not happening. Why? Well, because Mr. Rooney said it. Tiss, tiss, tiss. Y'all, we got to be a little bit better than that. Don't be Cleveland-like, man. Don't be Cleveland-like. Exactly. Exactly. All right, guys. We'll be right. We'll be right back in whatever, however long that outro takes. It's just a few seconds. <laughs> I remember those. Brought the glasses back. <laughs> you know what's crazy about me wearing these glasses? Huh. I, I am blind as a bat without my contacts or glasses on. <laughs> I can't even see the words on the screen right now, DK. But I'm here <laughs> for it, though. 
C-Note says, this show must be members only. Post y'all talk about been on here for months and not one that what I ask or say ever gets acknowledged. C-Note, what are you talking about, man? It's 900 people in here. Send, send us something real quick. What's going on? C-Note, don't be here. like that, man. Come on, C-Note Stacks. You better than that. No, come on. C-Note's come, come on, bitter that, yeah, he, he's he's yelling over from the uncle's table. You, we haven't mentioned this in a while, but the way to become a member on this show is to go to dkps.net slash join. It costs like, oh, see, there's no sympathy if you don't join. Look at look at, look at at the sad little music that gets played for the people who don't You can't even join. hear the music because it's so small. You guys we always answer questions. Now, I might go on a tangent and we don't get as many questions as we want to, but we're going to always bring stuff up. I saw this one was pretty unique, man. Mm. Um, it was What was that? Hey, Mo, what do you think about Michael Parsons saying T.J. Watt is not a top five rusher? You know why? Because T.J. rushes over the right side mostly. They don't look at T.J.'s production as that way when they realize he's getting double teamed, triple teamed, chipped. And everything else, like, he can't say that. Again, I'm telling y'all right now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I hate that type of stuff. Michael Parsons win the defensive player of the year next year. Book it. Oh, because of the lineage and the it's his turn. It's his yeah, turn. Yeah, that's how that goes. By the way, if if you want to just see the whole membership thing, Ro Rochelle takes care of a lot of people. Just okay. Start out the Rochelle today, too. So, so come on in and just make sure you hit accept gifts. Where's uh, my guy Stacks at? He, he ain't even he's, he's really mad. Yeah, come on, see no Stacks. No, nah, I was looking for you. That's the most, I mean, that's just like Usher doing the Super Bowl for like $621. He's making millions now. Like, you got a bigger impression by you saying that. I get it now. That's Wait a second. Right he got there. paid 600 bucks. Essentially, that's what it is. It's like $600. But the uh, advertising and streams that are come from afterwards, they said his valuation is probably like $50 plus million dollars or more from his album, his release. Who actually pays the $600? That's all I care and about. I think it's like 1100 That's allotted to them. Like, seriously. But they also give them a $15 million budget for their set. See, if you give me $15 million for my set, like, I come out with, like, a stool, <laughs> yeah, pajamas and an acoustic guitar, uh, and I keep the $15 million, <laughs> heck with everybody else. Yeah, no. But it, it sales, like, everybody's streams and sales go up, like, tremendously after the Super Bowl. So you do it for, air quotation marks, free. Like, they were saying, essentially, it's $7.5 million per commercial. He went for 15 minutes. So that generated, like, over $50 million or something like that, and, and he's – Every like he's gone up five hundred percent in all his streams and sales since the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that. So you do it for free too? I would. I would. <laughs> Heck, I'd donate the six hundred and twenty-one dollars to the charity <laughs> of my choice. Tony Lamarca gets the last word today. He says because it's his first time tuning in, and it's nice to have you, Tony. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in, Tony. He's coming from YouTube. From Twitter too. What do you think of the play at the end of the Super Bowl being the same call as last year? And you've probably seen that split screen oh, by now it. where the Chiefs ran the exact same play. Uh, what do you, what did you think of them doing that, Mo? I, I will say this to that same point, Travis Kelsey. Did you see what he did? Yep. That's the it's best sneaky. part. Sneaky. Yeah. Oh, wait, are you talking about the fact that he, he turned to the left there? I'm talking about something else. What are you talking about? Watch this. He goes into the end zone. Somebody caught this on a different angle. He goes into the end zone, and he's because of the way he turns, he's facing off to the side. 
like to the left a little bit yeah. away from whoever that dude was that caught the ball. Nicole uh, uh, Hartman. Yeah, I keep forgetting his name. Yeah, Nicole Hartman. So, so Kelsey goes off to the left a little bit, and Kelsey goes like this without ever looking. Yep, he knew. Because, wow. Because out of his eye, he saw either that safety or corner bite I down him. on him. Then the and, play becomes a hundred percenter. Uh, if if McCole Hardman catches that that right that but so that again is one of my reasons why I didn't like I didn't like Kelsey getting upset in that moment because I thought that play was a setup because all during the first two quarters and partially the third quarter Kelsey was somewhat of a decoy to me and then the next thing you know he started going to him and then when he started going to him more they started to bite down harder on Kelsey and because of that you open up McCole Hardman on that play. Like, oh, my God, what a play. But, again, when you have playmakers like that on your team, you can do that type of stuff. And I'm all here for that guy. You're right, J-Boy, uh, 20, unless dropped. We ain't got to talk about that because he didn't. He didn't, but I think he didn't because he had no idea what the situation was. He did I'm not. serious. Did you see? I've never seen He's someone less of a championship-winning play who just kind of acted like it was something in practice. Yeah. And then like about two seconds later, he he's sees like, the, the O-line guys are, are flipping out, and he's going, what? What'd I do? I had no idea. Um, and, and, of course, we, we at some point, if we hadn't our we talked about a little bit, the understanding of the rules at the end of the game. I, oh, I we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good Woo. stuff. Good yeah. stuff. We'll talk about the rules at the end of that game. All that right, guys. One more, one more show this week. That's tomorrow. Thursday and Friday are going to be off so that Moan can do uh, you know, some I really promise, nice Valentine's things. Promise some stuff I got to deliver on. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, put this one up last, too, man, real quick. Renee, you're right. I ended up getting it. Much appreciate you for this. This is by far one of it's got a little stand for it too. My little tiny violin. So cool. That's really, really nice. Uh Julia is trying to, or Julio, I should say, here is is trying to it wasn't that funny. <laughs> Are you buying flyers for or flowers for your wife tomorrow? I guess the answer now is no. <laughs> DK. Uh we don't do flowers. Yeah. We How don't, about we, you, I'm Julio? doing uh, chocolate-covered strawberries for the wife. She was like, flowers die. Unless you're going to get those flowers that last I mean, like a year. I mean, the strawberries don't make it I mean, either. At least there's some, <laughs> some satisfaction out of that, DK. Yeah, right. Yeah, you don't eat the flowers. Yeah. All right, guys. Tomorrow, one more show this week, and that's tomorrow. Bye-bye. See you.